Hey everyone, welcome to Spike Nut Culture. This is your host for today, Prakriti. Joining me is our very own Steven. Yes. Stefano. Yes. What's and up? What's up? Actually, what's something people don't know is that Prax has a new role in Spike Nard. <laughs> Starting with that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's your new role? Uh, what's your new role? I'm just going to be associate of R&D mm-hmm. at Spike Nard. Yeah. So what does R&D mean? For some, of, for some of you who don't know what R&D department does, what do they do? Well, you want me to tell the full form? <laughs> yeah, the full form. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to be head associate of uh, roasting and development. That's right. <laughs> That's right, folks. So, you know, here at Spikenar, we like to keep things... <laughs> <laughs> you mean keep things burnt? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we make sure that we roast quite often. But honestly, it's actually a value of mine. Like, you know, don't take yourself too serious. Take what you do yeah. seriously, but know yourself True. too serious. True. Let's laugh a little bit. Let's be like That's the why fun I keep guys. making fun of myself. Now you get it. That is true, actually. <laughs> you are one of those people that... It helps that, me. Yeah, no. Honestly. Otherwise, I'll be like, I'm a celebrity. <laughs> I inspire myself. <laughs> so this is an inside joke, guys. Like, uh, one of the times, Stephen went into full interview mode and he started interviewing me, asking me all these questions. And he's like, Prakriti, who are you most inspired by? <laughs> and... I think I was just in a very reflective season of my life. And I was like, nobody's perfect, right? Right. So I was like, I'm inspired by my own ability to take the best from everybody and leave the worst. <laughs> and basically, I was saying I'm inspired by myself. So that's an insight. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I remember telling Sam, I was like, what? what? And this is like one of the first time I was meeting Prakuti. I was like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> I have, I've never oh, that heard that. was a this. year ago. It's been yeah, more than exactly. a year. <laughs> Man, I miss those days. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the days when I made you scrambled eggs with a lot of salt. Oh, <laughs> man. Ah, oh, man. I oversalted the eggs. Prakuti. You know, it's okay. You know, like, those are the things we remember. Yeah, that's true. But those, those days, you know, like, um, for some of you who don't know, it was, uh, we were in Hyderabad. And uh, it was actually during this time because it was like Sam's birthday had just happened and yeah. Alan Gunta and we were having like a little party for them. And then uh, a little bit after that, you know, Prakuti felt like, hey, you know what? I'll make some scrambled eggs for anyone who's hungry. Steven was hungry. I was making them for myself. And then I was like, Steven, do you want some scrambled eggs? Dude, they were not the best. <laughs> and the thing is, we were in someone else's. See, like each salt brand has a different level of saltiness. What in the world kind of excuse is this? <laughs> it does. <laughs> what kind of excuse? Okay, is this? okay, okay. I was sleepy. It was too early in the morning. Probably that's what it was. That's that's probably true, actually, because we never really slept those days. Yeah, I miss those days, and that's like actually the first I time I, I knew that you <laughs> you could dance. Do you guys oh, know that Prax can actually dance? Um, I don't think I'm a great dancer, but I like to. But like you do groove. like, yeah. Actually, I guess people do see you in worship. Like you really move a lot in worship. Yeah. You literally move everything. Nice in your transition, hands. Steven. Yeah. <laughs> Fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You know, you really do. You're like a groover and a shaker. If people 
like no prakuti, especially those who maybe don't know you personally. Mm. Actually, I heard a really funny story from Raj Shankar where they're okay. talking about you were doing this thing like yeah, on yeah, stage yeah. where you're um, <laughs> like doing your I hand signal weird, yeah. as if you're waving people to come to you. Yeah. And um, I think they got one of the boys to like, hey, like yeah, Prakut so is I, calling you. When I first started leading at the house. Yeah. At the house. What's the house? Okay. So the house is the house of worship. Uh-huh. Uh, house of prayer. Which called one? Face to Face Foundation. Okay. It's Diwali, guys. And the crackers <laughs> are going and going okay so the house of prayer at bangalore it's called face to face foundation we now have a branch in delhi also and we're connected with multiple houses of prayer all across india uh, people with the same kind of vision to keep worship going on 24/7 you know just keep the incense rising right so um i came here in 2017 and that's when i i, I did this thing called worship internship it's a four month intensive school of worship and my life really changed from that point on i mean at least for me it was this destiny moment of just stepping into my calling my gifting in the prophetic especially prophetic worship and i knew i had it in me but i mean i had to go through the process right like hiddenness and all of that and this was a destiny moment for me and i found community i found intimacy with the lord again and that's what right. made this season and this place really special for me from the start Right. So that's the house I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Okay. So when I started leading worship, these prophetic gifts had gotten activated, right? Like impartation and like my hands just move, right? Like when I worship. <laughs> right. I am not doing it on purpose, by the way. I mean, not that I can't control it. Right. I can still like stop like, it. Don't confuse I... the people <laughs> yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> right. she gets possessed." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's not it's not that. It was something that I also had to process. I'm like, "What's this?" Right. Like this is new. Right. And um the first time So you'd never done that before. So the first time it happened to me in a different way, like my hands started shaking was when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. That okay. was 2011 and you know just the power of God. I had been just praying and waiting for evidential power of God, you know. Right. For those who have never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh <laughs> can you give a little Shondo. Shondo. <laughs> what's your favorite thing about Yeah, yeah, oh. please. Like what? What's your favorite thing about being baptized in the Holy Spirit? What's it like life before, life after? So, hey guys, listen. For me, like being a Christian meant actually walking the walk. Shondo. And not just saying you l- believe in Jesus, but not living anything like it. And my life before I got baptized in the Holy Spirit was just so much effort, trying to be something right, trying to be righteous, trying to love. And the thing is, I'd never felt the love of God in my heart. till i got baptized in the holy spirit and Whoa. god's love literally sh- was shed abroad in my heart you know like that verse says that's that's a that's a deep word i waited a sure. long time for it like 7 wow. years after i got saved so it changed everything for me because when you receive the love of god i was crazy in love with the lord and it was so easy to love people around that's me that's good like, <laughs> honestly i didn't know you were going to go with the lord when you said i was crazy, crazy in, in love. love i was thinking like you're going to tell us like you know a coming to jesus oh, moment man. because you were in love with oh. some boy but we'll no. still say we'll go with this jesus one too jesus brought me into love Shondo. that's the that's the testimony yeah yeah i wasn't able to love people before that not not even myself wow um, come on yeah so things for me really changed so it was a very significant thing for me to be baptized in the holy spirit to speak in tongues because i also wanted to see the power of god very evidentially in my life right you know because it says this gospel is not just of words but it's of power right and i wanted that 
I wanted freedom from my addictions, my habits, my right. personality, all of that. And that happened. So for me, the best part about being baptized in the Holy Spirit is to have him dwelling with you and in you and just having communion, right? Like the yeah. 2nd Corinthians benediction, may the grace of the, I mean, may the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus and the sweet communion, sweet fellowship. And I would always hear that, but it meant nothing. But after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like, it's so true. Like yeah. it's such a sweet fellowship with God that yeah. you always have. And so it's really precious, very, very precious to me. Man, you know, like I had a different, you know, path even as I was thinking about this conversation. But since mm. we're here, I really want to just say, you know, you're one of those people that that really touches my heart. In a sense, like when I am worshiping with you, I am convicted to enter in because I look at you. I see the way you're always weeping. Not that like tears and <laughs> like the finger things that you do, <laughs> you know, like mean, like you're like, really, really worshiping. But I'm just saying right. like, mm. I see your wholeheartedness mm. in worship. I see, I've seen you at your shoots. Mm. I've seen you other than your private times, you know, like I've seen you in like worship in different houses, small scenes. Remember when Hyderabad was like, hey, come be my singer. And I didn't even, we didn't sing. Like you just, yeah. you enter and it doesn't matter if it's like a big stage, if it's a small stage. I just, you know, I want to know uh, because even today, right? Robin Chai was talking about how a lot of people have a form of godliness, but deny its power and how it's so easy for people to be in church, to do the churchy things but really not be in love, not really have a history with the Lord. But you, you, you strike me as someone who's really tapped into that place. Is this like a fruit of like your relationship with the Holy Spirit, like a being baptized with the Holy Spirit? Like, especially right now you're traveling a lot, Prax. You're so busy. Like, how do you maintain your relationship with the mm-hmm. Lord? How do you stay in the Word? That's how do you stay question. tender? Wow. It started for me with, like I said, not having it. Not having Not what? having the real deal. Wow. I would read the Bible. I would go to church. I would try to connect. But I was so numb inside. I was so numb. Like I couldn't feel the things that people were feeling. Like when people would say God is good, they would be happy about it. But I wouldn't know what that means because all I've seen is God failing me or not showing up. Like I would pray and pray and I'd be like, God, where are you? And I'd feel like he's just on his throne ignoring me. And I felt that for how many years? I think till I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, right? Like I could not feel the love of God in my emotions. And it took me a few years to understand, you know, why I I always thought about it. Why did I have to go through all of that? I think I just had to go through healing in my emotions. So not having that, not having righteousness. Like I, I used to struggle with so many things. I used to struggle with unforgiveness and not believing in love. And the thing is, when you don't make room for love, you make room for lust. You make room wow. for things that are not the real thing. So I had lived like that for so long. I was like, it's either I meet Jesus and I really, really change or I don't want to live. I don't wow. want this kind of life. And I reached that point so many times and I, I was like, God, if you are who you say you are, then I want to live like that. I want joy. I want peace. I don't want strife in my house. I don't want oppression, depression. I don't want to live like this. And so just that fight. And I just want to say this to everyone who's listening, right? Don't give up that fight because I came to the end of myself so many times. I would literally give up and be like, God, 
I'm done. I'm done. And every time, you know, there would be a little promise or a little bit of hope and God just speaking to me through somebody and I would fight for some more time. And then I would reach the end of myself again and I'd just be like, I'm done, God. I need a change. I need deliverance or I'm done. Honestly, now I can tell you the testimony and the victory story. But at that time, it looked like I was just giving myself false hope. And it's only that verse, right, that says Christ in us is the hope of glory. God spoke to me through that uh, once and he was like, no, this is not a false hope. This is me. I am the hope and I do not fail, right? I'm not a lie. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, hold on. Hold on till you see that. And um, yeah, sorry, I went off on a tangent. But what I was trying to say is... um, that really changed everything for me when I I did that and I was like, God, I'm really done. That's when I started, I think, longing for him in a real way, longing for who he is. Right. And I think that's something that Cha spoke about today also. Uh, Robin's word was about denying yourself. Yeah. And I think I saw so much of darkness in myself. Mm. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this This is not life. There has to be something more. There has to be uh, a God who is love, who is good, who is righteous. And right, yeah, I think that's where so it started. Like, you are traveling a lot. You are, in a sense, in the last year, your schedule has picked up. In a sense, the intensity of your schedule, time for intimate times and alone times. You're mm. in different living rooms, different hotels, different churches. So your community is a little bit here and there. That's true. So how how do you keep your relationship with the Holy Spirit? How do you maintain, not even maintain, but how do you keep that alive and keep that as a forefront? You know, when mm. I would say, you know, Prakuti, if we're being honest, I don't know for your story, but I know growing up, right? You look at people who people look up to, right? And I remember being in youth group and I wanted to be the youth pastor, not because I wanted mm-hmm. to help people even share the word of God, mm-hmm. but it was because they were funny and people loved them. <laughs> right, right. So it wasn't like for pure motives, like I wanted to be anything in front of people. And so like a lot of people look at leaders or people on stages, people with lights and videos, mm-hmm. people with views, you know, no many people can say I have a video with millions of views on YouTube. Right. So I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, it's it's like a real <laughs> thing. And yeah, a lot of people are the, chasing after these right, things. Right, right. Mm. But it seems like you're chasing a different thing, but yet God keeps giving you favor. Mm. You know, like, what do you say to those people? Like, did you struggle with that? Like, when you were young, have you ever struggled with yeah, like... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And if you struggled, how do you keep that balance? You know, because a lot of people, like you said, yeah. in our previous, you know, conversation is yeah. that a lot of people think you're like working with the devil when you become famous <laughs> or when people know you and, right, you know, right, you right. start getting, you know, popular. Right. You're working with like, a, you know, a little person called mm. the devil. Have you sold your soul, sister? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, how do you manage that? The thing is, I had a lot of insecurities growing up. Of course, I had dreams like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any dreams, Prakriti? Or did you just have like, an empty... I have mean, you always been I, holy? You I know, had an empty soul also because I was depressed for a while. But Whoa. No, I mean, yeah. So the thing is, I've been holy. 
<laughs> I at the moment I got saved, I kept wanting to tell everyone about Jesus and I would talk about him in my class. Mm-hmm. And everyone ended up calling me like a holy child, a holy child. And I would just I would just get so confused why they're doing that. Yeah. And I realized they're just prophesying over my life. Oh man, but but in all seriousness, I grew up with a lot of insecurities. So much you will not believe it. Like about my body, my image, my voice. I never used to like my voice, my name, my identity, where I come from. I think it had a lot to do with just the shame that I was carrying from all the rejection and just coming from a rejection broken from home. Who? I mean, coming from a broken family, like like that kind of stuff right but so apart- for those who don't know yeah. your like family background yeah. yeah like just give a two gl- two minute glimpse <laughs> like what when you say coming from a broken family so i mean we, i was born in a hindu family and my mom and dad had a love marriage but uh when i was like 10 my dad wanted to leave and that changed everything for my mom because her whole world was my dad and so since i mean and that's also the juncture at I mean, when we got saved, so Jesus stepped into our life. Wow, come on. One man left, another man entered. <laughs> the second Adam. Oh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it wasn't easy. It was a very bittersweet journey because right. Jesus became so real. He was so real. Like he was not just a gospel we heard. He came in as a person, right? And so that's, I think that's a huge blessing uh, now growing up, I've looked back and I'm like, oh my gosh, a lot of people in church, growing up in church, don't have that or didn't have that. And I have so much compassion for people who become very religious or who don't know how to connect with God because, you know, it's hard. But I, I had that, uh, I guess, the privilege of meeting God like that, though there was so much pain and bitterness. And at that time, I didn't see it like that. But anyway, so that that was the background. So Grew up with a lot of depression, anger against God, and just dysfunctional stuff, shame, wow. rejection. So that. you attribute, so when you had that encounter with the Holy Spirit, is you said, like, that's the turning point of, like, like those things of the past, like, those rejection issues, like, um, talking about, like, all these things that you struggled with, that was, like, the turning point. So I would say the thing is, ever since I got saved, I I would definitely be reading the Word of God. Yeah. I've th- my journey with the Word of God began at that point when I got saved. Right. And that's really been the start of the change, right? Like. Right. So when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I think my emotions got healed. Right. And like in that area, God met me. But the Word of God kept challenging me and changing me over the years. Right. Like it was God's Word that got into my house. I would see my mom. She would buy her all these scriptures. She would like know all the references and I would not be able to get it. Like I would read the Bible, but either I would feel sleepy or, you know, yeah, you know, that early, relatable, uh, relatable. <laughs> early Christian phase. And, but one day I remember praying and I was like, God, I need your word. Like my mom has it. I need it. I just need it. Wow. And having that kind of dogged desperation and that determination, right? I think that's really important in the kingdom of God. Yeah, because that's when he gives you like when you ask when you really seek well, and I remember on. scripture just getting deposited into my heart into my spirit yeah and Stephen I think I'm still living off of that sometimes Whoa. like I the scriptures that got embedded in my heart at that time they've still not left me like it's in Whoa. my spirit so yeah that really started changing me started healing me 
and yeah it was a long journey of renewing your mind but having the holy spirit definitely helped because i wouldn't know what to pray or ask for i wouldn't know because i just grew up with so much chaos and confusion at home inside of myself so praying in the spirit really changed things for me yeah so if we go back to like the other question just about yeah you had dreams oh sorry and you had different <laughs> things yeah so if we go back to the previous question where we talked about just like people who struggle with like chasing fame and asked you if you like struggled with it like what yeah, yeah what was your journey like you know you were talking about how out you had dreams yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, I definitely I wanted to be like Hannah Montana. <laughs> Tour with my band, go sing all the songs. Definitely, I wanted to write my own music, be a musician, have the Yeah, I I guess now it feels funny to admit it, but there was a time when I wanted to have everyone loving my voice and being like, yeah, Prakriti, all the attention and Right. And I'm so grateful Steven that God didn't let me have it like Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is I think God really really cared about me than my gifting or my dreams coming true. And there was this time I literally felt like my music dreams had been just taken and locked up in a box. Right. And the key wasn't with me. Whoa. It felt like God just put a complete lock on it. and it used to hurt me so much because i'm like you feel it right like you know you're a musical person you know there's a song inside of you you know two things that are really really close to me are, are writing and music and i couldn't do either of those things writing at least i would because of school and everything right but music was just completely shut off from me and it would hurt me so much like I was just like why like why is this not working out like why I would try to join these music clubs at college and it would just not work out or god would say no I don't want you to and I would be like why like why don't you want me to sing and I, that too I grew up uh, learning carnatic music and all of that right and when I got saved I had to stop that too because I mean carnatic music back then it's, it's like okay it's not very christian so I just basically had to shut off all of the music keyboard and all of that right and i was depressed so right. basically just it was all that and i think you were saying you wanted to be a youth pastor because you wanted to be loved and celebrated you just wanted to be that funny guy basically what you're saying is you wanted people, want to, people to love me love yeah. you yeah and i didn't really want to be a youth pastor i just wanted to be on a stage like you know what i mean like you see people and they talk so nice about that person yeah that's the thing right we all so, want to be loved yeah. we all want validation because we were made to be loved yeah And the thing is only God can love us so fully and so truly and in a way that doesn't destroy us. Yeah. Because only his love is that pure and that holy. Yeah. And the reason I don't chase after these things is because God worked with me on that process where I had to overcome approval addiction, I had to overcome seeking validation oh, from people. Approval addiction. I like the way you say that because it's so true, it's so real. Yeah, and it was like 2 years of my life trying to work through it, you know? Yeah. Just even that whole process of God bringing that up first of all. And Joyce Meyer was huge for me on this. Like she would talk about this a lot and Yeah, for me, I think Steven like I've learned so much from people. from all these amazing men and women of god whether on god tv or coming to church yeah i've been shaped by that now 
just like for people who don't know your like because like some people might just see you in the videos but they don't see like the hard work or like the things that you do can you just give us like in the last month what has your schedule looked like and even this next month oh okay what (laughs) cities how many songs you know like how busy have you been you know and and then maintaining the life in god yeah i've been extremely busy this season i don't know how it happened I can tell you how. <laughs> he starts with a C and ends with an N. <laughs> okay. No. Um, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I traveled to Gujarat. I traveled to Mangalore. I traveled to Cochin. Then I went to Delhi. Then I'll be going to Chennai. We're going to Cochin again. It's been a lot of travel, a lot of shoots, ministry events. It's been good. Especially because the first half of this, the first half of this year, I was really grieving the loss of everybody, and uh, I was not in a good like I couldn't sing, couldn't mm. lead worship because I was just grieving. Right. And I had to just go through that process in an authentic way, you know, not try to fake it. Just right, right. go with the Lord, heal, and now this season, I was talking about it with my sister just last week. She's a really, really wise child. She's younger than me, but she's super wise. And she was just saying, you know, as we grow with the Lord, like our relationship also evolves. And we can't expect to have the same kind of seasons with the Lord. She was like, you know what, Akka, you've had those seasons with God of intimate times with Him. And those are the times that are strengthening you for what you're doing now. And the thing is, when I really think about it, She's right. I had three years of staying at home. God told me, you're not doing any work. You're not taking up a job. And I was like, why in the world? Like, I need an income. I need to be respectable in the <laughs> eyes of people. Right. And back then, I was nothing was going on for me. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I was just someone who had quit her job and who was just staying at home. Right. And I was like, what's everyone going to think about me? What am I going to think about myself? What about my family? I'm not... I went through a lot in that season. I felt like such a bad daughter, like such an irresponsible person and all of that. But God told me to stay with him, be with him, be with me, just be with me. And the house of prayer has been so crucial for me in that regard. Because whenever I go there and I worship, it's like, it's such a pure place of ministering to the Lord and just being in the presence. Those times really call me back to who I am. Like even walking with Nixon, right? Nixon is my mentor and my spiritual leader. And just journeying with him, it really challenges me to come back to the place of purity. Even if I've lost my focus, even if I've kind of, you know, because that tends to happen when you get busy. You you miss out on making the one thing the one thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a mix of that. And just allowing the Lord to validate me instead of my spiritual walk validating me. Wow. That's been... A necessity this season god saying hey i am proud of you like even right. today i was like god i couldn't do this i couldn't you know we went late for sore and i was right. like i wanted to be here the whole day yeah. in the presence of the lord and he was like listen i know you're not doing everything perfectly and there's things you could be doing better but why can't you give yourself credit for the things you're actually doing because right. you're doing a lot yeah and i was like yeah that's true <laughs> It's true. Like, I mean, I love the way you interact with the Lord and like 
really pressing in and not like performance because like a lot of people can fall into that right it's like performing and you soon find yourself pretending and then you just like lose yourself and i think a lot of people especially in ministry the more mm. people pull on you to feed them and and you said you have to have something to give yeah you know it's so so important to stay in the word or to stay in that place where you're getting filled with the holy spirit and just yeah. staying in that spot you know so for those who feel called or they can sense or have had a calling or prophetic words over their life to impact nations or to have leadership call over their lives especially the ones I'm concerned with, uh, really like some of the creatives in Spike Nard mm -hmm. or some of the ones who we get to mentor mm -hmm. in, you know, Bridge Music family, because those are the w families and face-to-face -face as yeah, well yeah, that God sure. has entrusted and planted us in, uh, at least the two of us. So yeah. for these young ones who are growing up, looking up to you, looking up to me, looking up to Sam, some of these others in our house, what would you like even say to them? Like, how do you keep, your eyes focus on Jesus, but as well serving his body. This year, I think I definitely felt the pressure of what you're saying. Wow. When you're in the center of ministry and everyone's looking to you, everyone's expecting something from you and you're not in a place to give. You know, you're, you're in a place where you just, I was not able to lead worship. I was not able to minister. And the thing is, I just didn't take on any invites, but I felt that pressure and I realized, you know what? This is what people end up doing in that place. They just end up having to perform, like you said. Or it's that place of getting really dissatisfied because you're not seeing what you believed for or like what you want, you know, your dreams happen. And I don't know, Stephen, I know for, on the outside it looks like, oh my gosh, Prakriti is just living the life. <laughs> you know, she's just... No, no, it's true. Doing, I mean, a lot of people might see that way. Yeah, yeah, doing video shoots. And it's true. I am enjoying what the Lord is doing. I, I am enjoying getting right. to... You're not like, oh, this is so yeah, sad. I'm, I'm not... Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm definitely... <I> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm definitely grateful. I'm so grateful that I get to do... Some days I just... I'm like, I'm, is this even real life? Like, am yeah. I getting to do these kind of things? And I know you love to travel. You love to see the yeah. world like that. Those are some of the dreams, even before yeah, you started before it doing happened, this. Yeah, before it happened, yeah. I know your heart's dream was always like, hey, I want to travel. I want to. You love culture. You love food. Yeah. You love people, actually, a yeah. lot. Most people might not know that about you. Like, <laughs> Thanks. you know, no, for real. Like, you really enjoy coaching people, seeing people free. Grow. Yeah, yeah, grow. So, yeah, this is like, yeah, again, going back to like pinching yourself, being like, Am I really yeah. living this dream right now? Yeah, some days it's crazy. And I'm like, God, thank you. Like, thank you for life. Wow. I'm so grateful that I didn't end my life, <laughs> you wow. know, in those times that it got hard because it Did is Did you get it. to that place where you wanted to end yeah, your life? Yeah, many times. Yeah. Many times. It got, I think there were three or four times that I actually tried to end my life. Wow. It was quite, yeah, I'm so glad that I am alive and I get to, I think that's another reason why I just, I'm so grateful for whatever I have. But yeah, what people also don't see is, for example, when I went for the Gujarat shoot, I was in the Buj desert. I was so excited because this is the desert. This is the first time I'm in the desert. And I get the news of one of my really good friends passing away. And she's one of the people in our community. And I'm not able to be there for the funeral. And I'm having to go to the video shoot, you know, put on my makeup and then show up, you know. Right. That was really hard. and. I think what we sometimes forget is this life is about 
you know, sharing in the sufferings of Jesus as much as we share in the resurrection. Right. That's that's the real deal. How much ever we, you know, yes, we have victory, but that's because we went through the battle. Right. Yes, because yes, we do have healing. That is our portion. You can't do away with brokenness as long as you're on earth. Right. And the sooner you get, you know, you make peace with that, I think I'll be honest, like when I was growing up, one thing I hated was warfare mm. and the fact that my dad left me and now I have to deal with all this brokenness inside of me. I was like yeah. so mad because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. Right. But the more I saw that, you know, it's a fallen world because of sin and we are constantly being redeemed. Right. Heaven on earth is not a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Song reference. But the more I started making peace with that, right. I realized that there is going to be joy. Right. There is going like your dreams are going to come to pass. Right. But then what? Right, right. Like what after that? You still need Jesus. You still need to find satisfaction in the joy that comes from him, the freedom that comes from him, the peace that comes through his through his spirit. Yeah. These things cannot fill that great, great, great void. Yeah. And I came face to face with that reality like many years back th- during the journey. Mm. And so for me, even though I enjoy these things, the greatest thing that gives me the most joy is being with Jesus and loving him and letting him love me. Wow. Wow. So like you being like, you know, in a, in a place of influence, being in a place of in a sense, favor from like, I mean, men and God as well, because I believe it's God's favor over your life. What would you say as we cl- like kind of close this, you know, for for those who are maybe struggling right now? You know, I mean, Robin Chow was talking a lot about that, like, mm. you know, about praise and worship. And, and a lot of people can say nice things about the yeah. Lord or even about you, but not have any relationship. So maybe a lot of leaders, mm. pastors, you know, like musicians, singers, uh, band members, sometimes can be gifted right you're really gifted prakuti you. you know <laughs> you're welcome but you know there there's, there could be a lot of people out there who are saying you know you said something earlier about you just felt dry right you go to church yeah. you hear people say god is good but you don't feel anything yeah. you can see the joy but you don't have that yeah so for the people who are listening to this who look up to you or who are just listening and and saying you know i'm an artist i'm a creative Mm. i say i'm a christian i go to church i serve at church but there's no life in me if i'm honest Mm. if i really look at my life there's nothing you know like i don't read my bible during the week Mm. i don't listen to worship beyond on a stage i don't weep in the word or just even have it touch my heart you know i don't know what you're talking about prakuti like (laughs) it's a strange thing you know, um, how would you, what would be like a thing or like, what do they do? Um, what would you say to them? You know, so you spoke for yourself like yeah. about the Holy Spirit, yeah, about yeah, baptism yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Is that what you would say is the key or like mentors or what is it for you? Because maybe yeah. they're reading the word or they're trying, yeah, yeah, but yeah. nothing is happening. Yeah. I want to be sensitive about this question because I know it's a very real struggle and it's yeah. very painful. I think this is one of the most painful things to go through when you're trying to get to God. Right. Or when you're trying to make this real. And I think a lot of people fall away in that process. Wow. Because they're like, this ain't working for me. And they just give up on it. So I want to be sensitive. I've been there, Stephen. And this year, during this busy season, it it's happening with me also. I'm like, oh my gosh, ministry. 
burnout is real like you literally do forget jesus when you're out there you know ministering for him or whatever right yeah. it's very real it's a very real thing and one thing that i would definitely tell ministers is when i learned that my main ministry is to minister to the lord is yeah. to be with him and it's not to be used by him yeah i think that set me free a lot because we grew up saying you know lord use me and right. we equate our value in christ right. by what we do for god Mm. and that's not true at all right like we do stuff because we love him and we get to do it right and it's great but if you can't do it or if i were to stop all the songs and in fact i'm trying to do that in january take a sabbatical yeah my worth does not go down like my right. worth in god's eyes my usefulness to him yeah you know and that's something we really need to challenge as ministers like my usefulness to the lord yeah it's a real thing like i feel so lazy and unproductive when i don't do stuff and I, especially i grew up in a church you know where <laughs> i've been encouraged to always serve the lord with my best and give everything and sometimes i still struggle with that right like doing right. too much but that's one thing right just being with the lord and just you being and existing gives glory to god yeah you need to make peace with that and another thing i would say for people who are trying to connect with god and they are not able to the game changer for me was actually not the baptism of the holy spirit but it was taking god at his word yeah so i want to ask you what do you really believe about god yeah whoever is listening what do you really believe god is right and how much have you let him in mm and i'm not asking this in a preachy confrontational way right because right. i've been where you're saying you're talking about i've been there and it's the worst right. it's the absolute worst and if i was that person i mean i've seen so many people living what i'm doing now and been like yeah right you know <laughs> either you're faking it or good for you but i'm not in that place right and i was even recently thinking about this how many people are looking at me and being like oh good for you prax talking about jesus all the time in love with jesus great you know but i'm not that you know it's a real thing and i yeah. i feel that i feel that pain because i've been there and the thing is what changed it for me was god told me you need to take my word mm. at its face value you need to take it you need to just take my word and eat it yeah and let it become honey right so when god says i will never leave you nor forsake you yeah you might be feeling a hundred things you might be feeling alone rejected broken Yeah. If he says that in his word that is who he is he's a man of his word right. and you need to take that hmm. if he says you i can do all things through christ right i right. i fought depression for so many years i did not know how to overcome it and i would have all these anxiety attacks back then we didn't even have names for it now we have panic attack anxiety attack all this yeah i had so many of these things i wouldn't even know what to do but i rem- i even remember just saying that verse over and over again i can do all things through christ i can mm. do all things through christ and just fighting these battles i would hear voices in my head that was a real thing for me for like 3 4 years just mm. voices like so bad Damn, wow but it was the word of god it was oh, taking okay. the word no 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 i'm saying it was the word of god that helped me overcome that oh okay <laughs> <laughs> no the voices in my head were demons yeah. <laughs> they were just Ooh, demons i was like <laughs> no i'm saying i'm saying it was actively taking the word of god yeah. because it's a sword amen amen just taking it and believing it that's it yeah believe like your work is to believe right right the bible says our work is to believe yeah and i know it sounds like what are you saying i can't believe yeah. but that's the thing 
today even today when we were receiving the word i saw this person and in my heart i can i could feel what he was going through yeah and i just wanted to shake him up and be like listen sometimes it's just the simple things right and saying right. remembering that jesus has saved you jesus has right. changed your life he has saved you from yourself from hell from punishment and just rejoicing in that right and i don't know what else to say but i would just say like please don't give up and ask yourself what do you really believe about god because wow. if you really ask yourself mm. and if you really believe that he is a good god and yeah you know he is true to his word then take yeah. him at his word wow you know even as we finish actually i was thinking just now like let's just pray both you and i you can just like start out just like pray for those who are feeling that pain and then i'll also pray as well let's just you can just pray for like the women ministers and i can pray yeah, for the men ministers sure. and we'll just like close with a prayer just bless them and ask that the lord would do this in our day yeah. as god is raising up so many new leaders like i mean i know this is something even on sam's heart as we're collaborating as we're empowering yeah. young leaders and i th- i remember what sam said is like you know sometimes empowering like you know you don't want to bring someone in a lion's cage that doesn't know how to fight you see what's happened you know to you the yeah, pressure that's, that's true yeah wow. you know and just like praying for them that they would not cave like that saying the pressure and the pool and the mm-hmm. this and the that and the, and the temptations and uh all those things and so i really want to pray for our communities yeah and india as a whole and yeah. africa of course that we have and the world really globally yeah. like global leadership the church yeah. global leadership yeah, right, yeah. like for female ministers and male ministers you know this is like mostly for ministers in front of people i just want to say this what you mentioned right i was so thankful for the process when i was finally there and already struggling i was like i'm so thankful for the process of waiting where god shaped me and pruned me and another thing that i wanted to mention was as a minister don't be afraid of your weaknesses Hmm. don't don't hide behind your weaknesses nor you know let them burden you or weigh you down leave it at the foot of the cross this is so powerful i mean this is real life yeah. like even today even right now i yeah. have so many things that can disqualify me yeah. from doing what i'm doing so many yeah. things and it's easy to lie to yourself mm-hmm. and to others and be like yeah i'm i've got this i'm doing great i'm mm-hmm. a prophetic minister prophetic worshipper yeah. all of that right no but i'm a human with my flaws and some worst sides of me are coming out that you know i i yeah, probably wouldn't g- g- even give know. us one of those things no, that would disqualify no you <laughs> <laughs> well oh, uh. i mean okay i mean i'm a single woman <laughs> let's yeah. talk about that <laughs> yeah no uh but yes so you, you need I think a husband to I be think, effective minister no, right no 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 that's not what i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying there's challenges and struggles that come with each season yeah right now i'm living in my own house right you know managing a single life all of that and there's so many things that come with it right. it's not easy to be alone right like in so many ways yeah so that's something that we don't talk about because right. we're like oh it's embarrassing or whatever but no it's not it's a yeah. real struggle for ministers who are single who are waiting on god for the right person yeah. loneliness is a real thing loneliness and also just waiting for god's timing on this i'm getting old too you yeah. know and people know people know that too <laughs> they're right. like they can guess my age now <laughs> yeah they're like prax when are you it's getting showing. married yeah and so it's yeah. hard that's one of 
one of the things that i'm currently dealing with but i'm not ashamed of it yeah. not not am i afraid of it yeah not always sometimes i am ashamed yeah. of it <laughs> see i'm being real right but yeah. but here's the thing what's it going to benefit me to be ashamed of it or hide from it it's real this is what i'm going through but yeah. i'm not alone in it this is everybody's struggle and yeah. jesus is the high priest right and he's with me in it so what else do i need right so let's pray Yeah, let's pray. <laughs> Jesus, oh, we just thank you so much for this time. Thank you for listening to all of these things that we talk about and just being so patient and loving and kind, God. Thank you that you never ever look down on us. Thank you that there's so much honor in your eyes, God, towards us. You always honor us, God. You always you always give us that place of respect and love and i i just thank you so much for doing that god we are so undeserving of that but god you see so much more than we can see when we see our weaknesses and our flaws you only see coal that's waiting to turn into diamonds and it's not even that you want to fix us god you you really really celebrate us just as we are and i just pray for courage for each of us to do the same thing god to do that for ourselves and for each other to really celebrate us even in those places of brokenness and not that we settle in that place god but to just really look at ourselves through and through and receive love in those places to know that god you really really love us even in those messy places even in those broken places even in those weakest moments god you you love us the same father you really really do you love us the same and nothing we do or we don't do can change that god and i just pray that for each person especially women in ministry young people old people we just pray that over shihara khasia everybody god who's trying their best who's trying to connect with you who's trying to feel loved who's trying to feel worthy and dada i just pray and release rest over each one of them god i pray that your rest would overtake them your rest would overtake their striving and that your whispers of love would be enough god for us it would be enough to know that we are enough in your eyes i just pray that your acceptance of us would be enough god that we would not measure ourselves by the standards of the world not even the standards of the church not even the expectations of church but i pray god that no matter what our weakness and our struggle is we would know that grace is so real your grace is so real god you really do cover us you really do make up for the places where we are weak you really do qualify the unqualified and i just pray that over anyone who's feeling ashamed or unqualified because of their weakness their mistakes their past or even their present challenges i pray that your blood would just bring a fresh newness into their life right now god i pray that every heartbeat of yours would pump fresh blood into their veins into their arteries into their spiritual muscles i pray father for strength in the name of jesus i pray for strength to fight again god i pray for strength to rise again and walk i pray for strength to just get back into the presence to get back into communion with you god i pray for koela hamashukulama i pray that there would be such a fresh wind of your spirit over their life that they would come running back into your presence into your arms into your embrace dropping and casting off all shame all guilt and i pray father for for their hearts to be restored to you your word says that you restore us and you lead us in the path of righteousness you restore our soul and i just pray that over each person god thank you jesus 
Yes, God, I just thank you for leaders, God, who have been set by you, God, to lead your people, God, leaders, even in the marketplace, not just in the church, God, but believers who have been set in leadership positions, marketing companies, God, in business and in hospitals, God, I'm praying, Lord, that you would strengthen them that they would walk worthy of the calling of God over their lives. I pray that they would walk, you know, in the fear of the Lord, that they would know that you are their leader, that you are their true shepherd, God. I pray that they would glean from you, that I pray that you'd bring people around them, God, especially these leaders who are feeling isolated, God, the leaders who are feeling alone, uh, the ones who are feeling lonely at the top, God, they don't have any friends who can walk with them. Lord, I know this is like a big struggle for leaders, especially in ministry who are seen as perfect and cannot share their struggles or addictions. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring friends. God, I pray that you bring Jonathan's around David's. God, I pray that you would bring friends that would stand along their comrades. God, I pray yeah, that yes. you'd bring young ones, God, like Joshua's to Moses. God, that you would raise up ones who would stand behind these leaders. I pray, Lord, that they would know that, you know, you are the one who started the work in them and that you are the one who finishes it, God. I pray that in this season, God, that give them a prophetic spirit, that they would see what you're doing, God, that they would see with eyes of faith that when things get discouraging, God, that they would believe and believe and contend for what's true and what's righteous. Lord, I pray for their marriages, especially the ones who are married. God, I pray for their marriages. I pray for their spouses that they would be strong and that that their families would be protected from the enemy, from the ones who are coming to destroy their marriages or speak evil and wickedness against them. God, I pray for the ones and leaders who are single. God, that you protect them. God, that you keep their eyes steady, that you would strengthen their heart. Lord, as they wait for the one whom you have appointed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We love you guys so much. Stephen, thank you so much for doing this. This is so precious. I, I really love how you always look out for leaders. I think you're very intentional about that, about just speaking to people in those places, encouraging them. I know how much you've encouraged me and, you know, believed in me. And I just want to thank you for doing that. I love you guys. Thanks. Yeah, no, it's even you saying it, Thanks it just so touches much. me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> No, I mean, as we're talking about it, Prax, even as you're honest, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it is hard. And I I was actually picturing a few of my leader friends, you know, in the north and other places who have just said, hey, I need a friend. I don't have friends. You know, I don't have I have people who want to pull from me and eat from me, like meaning like to pull from my strength. But People who just enjoy me for me, who just want to laugh and just have a burger and not ask me 200 questions or want to gain something to share with others to show how close they are to me, use me in a sense as a stepping to something else. You know, people who protect and fight for you, you know, in rooms when you're not there. And so, or who believe the best when you make a mistake. Yeah. Right? They don't abandon you. And and you can be real with them and, you know, share your struggles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Prax, I just want to say also thank you because this is, this is so fun. Honestly, doing a podcast can be a challenge because I also don't like doing things that just don't bring, because I always say like, if it's not impacting my own heart, yeah. I don't want to do it. And, you know, I've tried this with different people, but man, you're definitely a, such a favorite to conversate thank with. You. We're crying right now. Here. Yeah. I'm crying. <laughs> I don't know if Steven's crying. Yeah, no, no, I wipe those quick, man. No, I wipe those quick. You can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like, I, I don't know. I just Thank really you. love the honesty you bring. Thanks, Stephen. That's a wrap, guys. Love you guys. And that. God bless you. God bless you. Bless God. Bless God. <laughs> <laughs>